Good evening and welcome to Italian Impact Weekly, coming to you live from Robert Morris University Studios. I'm your host, Steve Stefano Mancini. And I'm Claudio Relsano, and we appreciate you listening. We have a great show today, Steve, as we always do. Does anybody ever say, eh, we have a so-so show? I think if you make it very <laughs> successfully in this world, you can say that. Because there, there is one person on the radio, and I won't say his name because I can't stand him, on local radio that almost acts that way. He's just so used to, you know, being one of the better rated ones. Okay. That he almost, oh, uh, yeah. I think I do. Is, is he my favorite, one of my favorites? I think you okay. like him. I, I, I don't care for he him. He can get away I, with it. The, right. The irony is, is I will listen to him, but I don't necessarily care for him. So All right. It is what it is. But uh, we actually have a very interesting show tonight because... Um, not that we want to say that our guests are not famous, because they're famous to us. But to the rest of the world, we have no idea who they are. So we're going to just, let's just jump right in and introduce the guest. I'll, I'll let you go first, because uh, you have one of the uh, few repeat guests that we've had on the show. So. Well, yeah, I wonder how she got back on the show. You know, I say it all the time, and I'm not embarrassed to say it. If the good Lord would have asked me to describe, come up with the exact daughter you want, I, I could not come up with the daughter I was blessed with. We, my wife and I were blessed with. Uh, Ida is, uh, she's a, she just graduated from Pitt. She's going to be going to grad school. She was a captain of the color guard team at Pitt f- for a couple of years and um, just love her to death. She means everything in the world to me. So Ida Rosano is uh, one of our special guests. And we have a couple other special guests oh, as well. We do. In fact, um, if God could give me a special daughter, well, let me introduce my daughter. No, <laughs> no I'm kidding. I'm actually very close with my daughter. And I always, I always say this, and I'm, I am not ashamed. I'm very proud of all three of my kids. But uh, I did bring my daughter with me today, Leandra Mancini, and we're going to talk with you here in a little bit. So don't you dare say hello yet. We're still going through our introductions. And then last, but certainly not Salvatore, I'm going to have you get to be the first person that's the guest that gets to say, introduce yourself and, and, and you know, let the folks know who you are really quickly. Okay, great. Yeah, Salvatore Moranti here. Uh, I like to talk a lot, so if I start rambling on, Feel free to cut me we'll off. We'll give you the scissors. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's enough. Um. That's enough now. We're done. All right, Sal's here. We got it. All right. No, it's kidding. No, so we have three great guests. Um, and the, kind of the theme, as Claudia and I have talked about, is, this, you know, before I even jump in there, I do want to mention something. Because we are going to have a new show yeah. called Talking Business and Life with Claudio and Steve. And the, the, the focus of that show will be exactly what it says. It'll be business, you know, a lot of experiences. In fact, we uh, are about to become the owners of a new uh, media venture, and I'm very excited about that. And uh, we will bring you more information about that to our many, many fans that are listening. I can't wait to hear more. But um, we are going to share the love, and we're going to have a lot more folks working with us in the media venture. But that is an example of just some of the things that we're going to come at you with what we're going to call real-life experiences. Um, the other thing we want to talk about is life. It's about lessons in life, about how to do things better, um, how to improve yourself. You know, there is there is a there is a lot of negativity out there. I mean, if you turn on the TV or something, it's negative. If you turn on social media, it's negative. It's it's all about amplifying the negativity of life to the point where you know study after study has shown you know for example kids that are watching a lot of social media you know they're depressed more they feel bad about themselves or they want to try some stupid stunt and then they end up getting hurt it's always negative 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 but we're going to spin that a little bit and we're going to have positive and when you're listening to our show not only are you going to be and we, we talk about this informed and entertained but we think you're 
especially if you're taking our advice, because we're never going to give you what we think is bad advice, you're going to be better off for it. And you want to add to that, please. You know, I listen to a lot of shows, podcasts, TV shows, and there's really nothing going to be like this, like the show that we're doing. Uh, they clown around or they... Uh, insult each other, whatever it is. It's gonna, ours is going to be genuine. It's going to be from the heart up, not the neck up, right. not to just promote my book just yet. But um, it's going to be life experiences. Um, we're going to be very open and honest um, with life experiences that we've had, business experiences that we've had. We're not going to mention names and things like that or particular uh, we're not going to be so specific. It doesn't matter. It's just the 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 uh, things that we've been through, and and um, and I'm sure that it'll touch a nerve. Somebody out there has been through the same thing. Oh, that's how they handled it. Maybe that's how I can handle it as well. So I'm really excited about it, and very very passionate about this project. Now, it's going to be good. There is one name we've got to mention. That's Joe Hale. Joe, oh, we, we have to mention. We Joe have Hale. to mention you every show now. It's just become part of the. Uh, it's become part of our introductory piece. Giuseppe so. Haley. <laughs> <laughs> He's been uh, honorarily inducted into the Italian uh, People's Hall, uh, People's Hall of Fame. Um, but no, so let's jump right in. Let's talk. Let's get you know. Let's get. Well, I'm going to call them kids. I'm using the term loosely. They're all in their 20s, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, so they're not kids, but they, you know, they're just starting life. And the one thing that they have in common is, you know, at least partway, they're they're Italian. You know, Italian in the sense they're Italian Americans. Um, and my daughter's got a little different uh, view on things. We're going to talk about that because, you know, it's. You know, she was she was military brat, as we like to call it. So she was born in a different state, lived in multiple states. You know, and and not only are you trying to grab you know your American culture, whatever that means, because you don't have roots anywhere one place. Now you're trying to grab another culture on the side of the world. We're, we'll talk about that a little more. But let's kind of go around now and start introducing the kids. So Leander, I'm going to give you first shot because you're sitting next to me and we're sharing a microphone. So Leander, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. And Leanna, tell me a little bit, where do you work right now? Besides being my daughter, where do you work? <laughs> right now, um, I'm a student, and I work at Topgolf part-time. Um, I really like the culture there. It's just a fun atmosphere, um, and they're super flexible. Um, other than that, just school. I'm, I'm going to PTC right now for information technology. Um, I'm going to do my two years there, and then hopefully continue here at RMU. Very good. RMU, I cannot recommend it enough. Now that I am officially full-time here, well, it's official in August, but uh, I can't wait for that. Thank you, Joe. Please, don't uh, applaud louder. Louder, Joe. There it is. Don't be shy, Joe. All right, Ida, we're going to go to you next. Say hello. Now, you've been here. You know the routine. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. Ida, tell us a little, real quick where you're at right now in life, because we're going to talk about where you've been and where you're going, but where yeah. you at right now? Well, I just graduated from the University of Pittsburgh back in April, and um, in the fall, I'm hoping to, um, well, I'm going to go to grad school and get my master's in school school counseling and right now I'm also um, coaching the color guard at Montour High School just started that a um, little bit ago I'm also a dance teacher I work at um, Pandora Jewelry and for the summer I'm um, a peer advisor for the University of Pittsburgh so you got a lot going on Very always good. always now, I know, and I'll tell you what I know where you get that from he's sitting right to my right oh, yeah. of me right just here just like my dad <laughs> that's okay though you know what there's nothing wrong with that no because, not at all because we're going to hear the same thing again You'll hear some of the same cliches from out of us, but there's a lot of truth in this. If you got time to sit around and pick your nose and watch TV, you got time to be doing something a little better. That doesn't mean you don't deserve downtime, right. but to your point, Claudia, there's always a little time to do something a little more in your life. So we'll talk about that. Salvatore, say hi, and where are you at right now in life? Buonasera. Buonasera. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Salvatore Moranti here. I am currently working with a family construction company here in Pittsburgh as an assistant project manager. 
Uh, I recently moved back to the area uh, after living away for about seven years in the Northern Virginia and DC area. Uh, loving being back in the area and aside from work this summer, trying to get in small trips when I can um, and trying to stay involved with the Italian American community here in Pittsburgh. And that's fantastic because we're going to talk a little bit more about that. All right. So I got a question for you. We'll leave it off with you. My dad and I, Olindo, were extremely close. We were always together, got along great, had a just a lot of fun together. Right? There's not a step in my town of Swickley that I don't have a great memory of and with my dad. And my friends loved him, everything. We, we, we did everything together. But we also worked together, okay? And that's when it was fun. Not fun for me, fun for people to watch. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about, don't do that. You're doing it wrong. You're going to hit. One time, real quick, there was a pipe. We brought a brand new lawnmower back in 1976. It was $300 back then. And he said, you're going to hit that pipe. I said, no, I'm not. You're going to hit that pipe. No, I'm not, Dad. And I got mad. I walked away. He grabbed the lawnmower. I walked about maybe 30 yards away. All of a sudden, bang, pop, he hit the pipe. <laughs> and he blamed me. He said, I was looking at you, you know, but do you have any uh, thing like that with your dad working with him now? Um, yeah, I do. And it's an interesting balance now to come back to. I labored for him for a couple summers uh, at the end of high school and during college summers. Um, and I have, you reminded me of a good story uh, back in those times. Um, it was summer, it was a Saturday morning. Um, I was usually off on the weekends and he calls me around 10 a.m. I had been out with friends the night before. <laughs> he calls me, he's like, hey, uh, I'm going to need your help for a couple hours at this job down the street. It won't be too long. So I'm like, okay, I can help you, no problem. I go out there, it's one of the hottest days of the summer, above 90 degrees, get out there around 11 a.m., and I didn't end up returning home till 2 a.m. the next morning. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so that was a little slap in the face there, uh, and that definitely prepared me for some of the things I'm going to be facing here in the near future. <laughs> Man, I, I, like I said, we got along great. I. I adore my dad uh, he unfortunately passed uh, 18 years ago but uh, man th those work things it was hard enough to work in the landscape business and having him uh, that was uh, my friends got a kick out of it I did not <laughs> but anyway. it's always enjoyable watching someone else kind of suffer a little I bit guess. I'm not going to lie all right. Blast out of it. all right Leander we're going to go your turn now um, I'll ask you a story and, and it's okay you can spill the beans on the radio um, <laughs> do you have any kind of fond memories of something similar where I may have, uh, how do we say this, um, inspired you to do what you might not have otherwise done? Are these hitting a pipe or uh, <laughs> you know, staying out till 2 a.m. to work? Come on, give me something. Inspire me? And in a, it could be a negative way, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, growing up, I had two older brothers and the only really thing I can think about you inspiring me to do was play hockey with the boys and have you as a coach and that was a mess. He definitely, him being in the military, always made for a really loud and very harsh coach. And especially being his daughter on the team, you would think I'd make captain. Nope. Third line every time made me bottom of the barrel. <laughs> it was always a challenge, but as I'm older, I definitely thank you for that because it's made me work harder. I'm not going to get any free handouts. Oh, no. I mean, let me tell you something. It's funny you say that because two things. One, I coached a lot of hockey. I coached college, juniors, travel, high school. I coached a lot of hockey for years. 
And um, the one thing about coaching the girls' travel team was I learned to stop swearing when coaching. <laughs> Because I didn't want to swear, like I would, like if I'm teaching, a, or if I'm coaching an 18 or 19 year old boy, you, you're going to talk to them a little different right. than you are a 14, 15 year old girl, unless you're, unless you're a complete moron. And um, that was the other thing that used to drive me crazy: parent coaches that always, and it doesn't matter what the sport is, parent coaches that start their kid. It drives me crazy when they do that. If they're worth it, everyone will know. No, okay, but if you just do it because you're the parent, well, I'm a little Johnny, and then, you, then you, what that proves is. I'm not here for the team. I'm not here for anybody else on the team. I'm just here for my kid. And they bat you, third and play shortstop. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and it just it, it hurts right. the team. So to me, I've coached my boys. And whenever they played a position, they, they always knew, you getting treated like everyone else. And there's no favoritism. In fact, I, I probably I do regret this a little bit as I was probably a little bit harder on my kids because I was so adamant about not showing favoritism. Mm-hmm that I would actually push them a little harder. And, uh, you know, but in the end, you know, you just hope it works out. All right, you can ask the other guest here. I guess the same thing. What have I, any inspiration, anything that I inspire you to do? Yeah, I actually remember in May of 2019, a few weeks away from graduating high school, I was actually in the process of getting ready to audition for Pitt Color Guard. And I wasn't practicing as much as I should have been. Um, I think it was just because, you know, Pitt, color guard was a lot bigger than I was expecting it to be. Um, I didn't fully realize what I was signing up for. And then, you know, the more you learn about it, you're like, oh my goodness, like this is what I'm getting into. And so I wasn't practicing as much. And I think, and I wasn't practicing as well as I could have. And my dad saw that and he took me aside um, because he knew, knows I love color guard. You know, he loves baseball as much as I love color guard. He might like baseball a little bit more, but, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so he took me aside and he was just like, you know, hey, what's going on? Why aren't you practicing? I know you're better than this. I know you want this. Why aren't you doing this? And then, you know, we kind of like had a little heart to heart there. You know, why am I not doing this? Why am I not practicing as well um, or as much? And I told him, you know, it's a scary thing because I went to a, a small high school. I loved my high school band, but there were only about 52 people in it. And, uh, Pit, the trumpet section has 52 people in it. So it was, it was scary. And, you know, again, high school to college, that transition is just scary as well because it's a whole new world, whole new thing. Um, so, yeah, he talked to me about, talked me through that, and he obviously inspired me to keep pushing harder and practice. And he said, you know, I know it's scary, but you're going to get through it, you know, just like you always do. You're going to walk in there. It's going to be fine right away. And um, yeah, I ended up really loving Pit Band. And again, I was captain for there for two years. So I love it. It was the best decision I ever made. <laughs> Very good. A success story yeah. at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. My kid only got yelled at. Your kid becomes the captain of the band. Well, Sal ends up going to, leaving, going to Virginia. What the heck? <laughs> no. Sal, what about you? What about uh, your dad? What did he, in, in what way did he inspire you in your life? Yeah, um, I would say work ethic and honesty um seeing how hard he worked to build the business that i'm now working for um and with um he started the business when he was 19 years old with a pickup truck and willpower and seeing where it's come now um we employ around 50 people um so he's really established something great for me and my older brother are both currently working there together to hopefully carry on and improve and grow into the future so i would say seeing how he put in the work um with an honest effort and trying to translate to my current life and career good good now uh, i think the uh i think the 
the near and dear thing to our heart is we want to get into the culture now. We want to talk Italiano because Salvatore's got the nice sort of calabrese on it, and he's got a nice Italian yes, hat. I see that. Uh, I didn't see that. Before. Oh yeah, I think you even got the I, shoes. What part? Yeah, I'm not wearing the shoes. What? But what, I, what part of Calabria? Um, my one of my nono is from Reggio Calabria. That's where we're from. Yeah. And then the two grandparents on my father's side are from Lamezio and a small town called Pentone, which is near Catanzaro. Catanzaro. Well, that's, my family's from, my, my mom's from Nucera, Terinesa, Reggio Calabria, and my dad's from Falerna. So we're in that, we're in that pocket. Very Amazing. nice. There you go. And then I also have to shout out Abruzzo. Uh, my one nonna is from Abruzzo, okay. so Gambarale. You know where I am? Gambarale. Okay. I haven't been, but it's on my list. Okay. Yeah, I went uh, a couple years ago. I went when I went to Italy. I went up, took a tour up to not really a tour. I actually hired a driver to so take me to Abruzzo, <laughs> and I went to the town that, that the family's from. It's Pesco Costanza, and uh, you, you know, again, we've, we've talked about this. It's like you see these towns now, and you're like, man, I don't ever want to leave. Like, why, why do these people want to leave? But again, we're, we'll talk about that later. But um, but you've been back to those, some of these places, and you've seen them. And, I, and Lena, you, you, I took you there. Now, your, your your daughter Ida, did you go? No, she hasn't been there yet. I was there in 80. But, uh, magical. <laughs> no, she hasn't been there yet. Just on YouTube. <laughs> I thought maybe that would be like a graduation gift. Have you uh, given him the nudge? I'm going to have to now. I <laughs> have to now. I'm just going to throw this at you. You know, there is nothing wrong with saying, listen, I don't know what you got me for graduation. Thanks. However... <laughs> My, my family wants us over there. They especially want to see her and Linda. They've seen me before. But, uh, you know, we Zoom and we talk all the time, which is nice. But, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely have to get them over there. Oh, you got to sure. get them over there. Yeah, that's, uh, like I said, when I, when I went over, the first time I fell over, I mean, if it was your mom, Sal, that said this to me, you know, in fact, we on the show a couple months ago, and she talked about historical memory. Mm-hmm. Like, the first time you go there, you, like, feel like, man, I've, I've been here all my life. Like, like this is home to yeah. me. And that's why I said, once you go back there, people say, why do you want to go back there? It's like, man, you, you, you don't know. You don't know until you go there. And you start going to those places where you start connecting with your family. You start thinking, man, like my great-grandparents walked down this road. Like they were born in that church. It's like, it was like, it's like something clicks in you and you just immediately just feel connected. But, um, but you know, I want to jump into that, though, because, Lena, I'm actually going to start with you, though. So you're kind of in, a, in, I don't want to say an odd duck since I'm looking at your little water bottle and it has a little duck on it. Um, because you have a kind of a unique thing because... You know, I'm obviously on the Italian side, and even I'm not 100% Italian. I know, me dispiace, me dispiace. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but that's probably the predominant culture on my side. But you're, you know, my wife is from the Philippines, so you're half Philippine. So you, your mom came here from the Philippines, and you've got me kind of the Italian side. I want to pick your brain first. Um, how does that shape you? Is there a desire in you to connect to those cultures, or is it just something that you just take for granted? Talk about that. So, yeah, it's a little different for me. Um, my mom was half Filipino, fresh off the boat, and there was She's you. She's and... Filipino. You're the half Filipino. Well, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm half Filipino. It makes me half Filipino. Sorry, guys. A little nervous here. Anyways, um, so it, growing up, we, we grew up in D.C., Northern Virginia. Um, shout out to you. Um, but uh, growing up, it was my mom and my Lola, my grandma, and we grew up mostly Filipino in the house, so a lot of Filipino cuisine, a lot of Filipino soap operas. Um, so that was basically my my young childhood. And then we all moved over to Pittsburgh, and suddenly I was connected to a new route that I, I didn't get a lot to experience um, 
while I was younger. So we got more into our Italian side and my dad started doing all this research and he, he was all about family, which I loved. Um, and we started connecting the dots um, with our family back home. And I started to connect to, to that side more, which, which was weird because when I moved to Pittsburgh, it was, it was very different from DC. It's very diverse down there. So I moved up here and I felt like an outsider. Um, no one in the school looked like me. So in my own hometown, my home, new hometown, I was pretty outside. So having my dad do that for me really helped connect me to a new home. Um, so there were a lot of challenges with that. Lot, lot, lots to overcome. Um, but you did. But right. I did. But I did. Yeah. But growing up with a Filipino household, <laughs> you, you got an experience something that I didn't get. Um, you were at least exposed to the language very early on. Like I got the food and all the traditional stuff that you would get in an Italian home, like my, my gram. But uh, the Italian language, a few words maybe here and there, here in the neighbors, but really that immersion. She, she was fortunate enough to be immersed, which sort of shapes where you are. Um, I would say this, we're going to talk about this in a second, is, you know, I don't care what language you learn, learn a language early and then and pass it on. I mean, I prefer it be Italian, but, uh, you know, but whatever it is, and then pass it on because I think there's something mentally good about speaking foreign languages and not sitting there holding up your phone saying, uh, where is the hotel? And then holding your phone up to the taxi car. And I see people do it and I'm like... You know, you have no idea what that phone's really asking that person. So <laughs> if you get punched, right. you know, it may have misunderstood something. So I, I think that's you're, you're, in a, you're in a better place than you know because you got, you're getting two immersions. And most people are lucky, is my point, if they even get one. Right. So I had, what are some of the traditions that uh, you enjoy that we uphold at home? Yeah, so um, obviously the food. Um, <laughs> I have eaten at some of my friends' houses, and their food is a lot different um, <laughs> from ours. There's and the scent of, is different, too. It is. It is. I always, um, especially in the wintertime, I love coming back home from school or work or wherever, and the smell just kind of hits you on your way in the door. I always love that. Um, but also, I think we also tried to um, hold uh, Sunday dinners as a family. And we were a very family-oriented family. Um, a lot of my friends either know my parents or have seen my parents, um, and they're always there. Like they're always at every game I'm at. They're um, everything I do. They're always there. My dance recitals, my this, my that. They're always there. Um, they're always there for me. Always showing up for me. And I always think that's a very important thing. Um, but yeah, it, it is important to us too. Yeah. And you know, since she graduated, somebody I, I forgot what show it was the other day. They were playing the pit. Uh, what do they call that thing? fight song a fight song and right away i guess oh man i'm gonna miss that because we we her pre-concert her pre-game they had a concert by the river and we just love that kind of stuff but salvatore now you talked about your abruzzi side so no offense to them but let me i'm gonna ask you something i'm gonna ask you something go ahead the food what is better for me it's a calibrate without question the south is better than the uh, north that's my opinion Okay, your th I'm gonna put you on the spot. Um, I would generally agree with that. Now, as far as my specific experiences growing up, right? Um, Sunday dinner, it was normally cooked by my nona from Abruzzo, okay. from Gambarale. So uh, I love her food, but the other side of my family, my dad's side is all calabres. Yeah. So I grew up eating both. Um, of course, that's not in Italy, so I would say the Italian-American twist, I, it'd be hard to pick a favorite, to be honest. 
And it's best that you do. Yeah, <laughs> I might get slapped if I do so. Right. All of mine are from Calabria. So I can say that. But no, there's some good, there's obviously good stuff from Abruzzi as well. But um, yeah, for, for us, it was straight, strictly Calabria. That's when you said Hedro Calabria, all that just hit home. And, and you know, the crazy thing is, though, there's a place, uh, again, my mom and dad are from Faleta and Nucciata. Right down the road is a place called Jetseria. And they're, Cooking is a little bit different than ours, um, but as a whole, Calabria is uh, that—that's the place to go to eat for sure. And it, it's no beautiful. Now, in the north, there's more of the, um, you know, the statues and the paintings and the historical mm-hmm. stuff. Correct. The this and it's beautiful everywhere. To be honest with you, I mean, I've been in both spots and it's beautiful. But those beaches in the south ugh. can't be. Oh, yeah. oh no. man, I'm, that's why I'm looking Impossible. forward to going back. Yeah. Um, you know what? When we were there last year, what, what was the name of that? What was the fish we ate? The raw fish. Remember that? Remember we ate the fish? We were. It was. In, we, we went to Calabria. We had. There was food I would not normally eat. Oh, you mean the fried fish, the smelts? Smelts. Yeah, but was it? Was it? There was something raw. I thought. I don't know. The point though is, there's this food I would not normally eat, but I don't know. When you. It's the little fish that they, they can only eat in Calabria. Uh, the is that what it is? But there's there's some other, they're only allowed to fish them over there, and it's just some weird rules. Huh. I, I'd have to look that up. But the point, though, is... Landry's going to say smelts. Landry's going to say smelts, I know. But the point, what, to your point, though, is I did eat in Abruzzo when I was up there. Yeah. And it was more, to me, it was more traditional what you would think Italian food. When I went south, it was more... You know, a lot more seafood, spicy. Like, it was definitely not what I would have normally eaten, but it is what I would have expected. Okay. So, like, my grandmother would do certain kinds of fishes. And I was a kid, I was like, I ain't eating it. You know, like, when they would take, what's the fish and the egg? And they would, oh, man, just, I mean, I just didn't eat it. But for some reason, when I went south, I ate it, man. And I'm not going to lie, I like the south. Better. The food was better. It is. I, it I is. do. I got to agree with that. Um, now, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'll say we're going to have to take a quick break. Okay. Because we're going to promote Claudia. We got to promote you. We got to promote, we got to promote our sponsors. We got promotions. We got to pay the bills. So we're going to be right back and we're going to take a little break. All right. Now, you mentioned our sponsors. We have some great people which you are going to discuss, but uh, definitely check them out. They're not only good at what they do, but they're good people as well. Now, another good guy, me. Uh, I wrote a book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get that book at uh, Barnes & Noble and Robinson Township. There's only like four left, so that's good. Uh, you can get it on my website at claudiorosano.com, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, and John Melvin Publishing. And John Melvin University just said they're going to ask their students what's going to be part of the curriculum, the business curriculum in my book. So I'm excited about that. Um, my show, The Claudia Rosano Show, I've had great guests on, such as Dick Vermeil, Jerry Cooney, Vinny Paz, Donnie Lalonde, Rocky Blyer, Ken Griffey Sr., Roman Gabriel, Mike Weaver, a bunch of great guys. And um, the Boxing Authorities, you can check us out on wbc.vivetv.network with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smoking Jim Frazier. Boxing's best TV show without question. And, of course, this show, we've had great guests as the kids today and Mario Andretti, Vince Ferragamo, a lot of great people. You can check out the show, uh, obviously, on the radio, uh, WKHB Radio, 620 AM, 92.1 FM, 102.1 FM, I believe, a bunch of stations. But if you miss it on Thursdays uh, from 5 to 6, you can check us out on ItalianImpactWeekly.com and our brand-new show, which is coming up soon, which we're very excited about, Talking Business and Life with Claudio Relsano and Steve Mancini. More details coming. But we will have some uh, name guests on there as well. Uh, we'll be talking about life experiences, uh, business experiences. But Jerry Cooney, the boxing icon. Donnie Lalonde, world former boxing champion. will have great stories. Vince Papali. 
the subject of the movie Invincible, former Philadelphia Eagle. He'll be on probably the Italian Impact Weekly Show, and his son, Vinny, is uh, a wide receiver in USFL. He'll be on some of the shows, and uh, their wife, his wife, Vince's wife, Janet, uh, was a Penn, uh, I believe, gym coach and uh, very successful in real estate world. So we have a bunch of great guests, bunch of great topics and shows that you're going to definitely want to listen to. Thanks to Greater Pittsburgh Travel. For any of your travel needs, let Tom and the team at Greater Pittsburgh Travel know and they'll take care of you. For more information, call 412-331-2244 or visit their website at www.greaterpittsburghtravel.com. For all of your plumbing needs, be sure to try Pellucci Plumbing. Nick and the team have decades of experience and will get you back up and running. For more information, call Pellucci Plumbing at 412-782-5050. And we want to thank the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. If you're interested in learning more, you can find their contact information on Facebook at Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. Again, thanks Domenica and the team at the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh for your support. And we want to thank La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei the only nonprofit school in Pittsburgh endorsed by the Italian consulate. If you're interested in learning Italian or have your children being immersed in the Italian culture and language, be sure to give them a call at 412-404-7070. That's La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei. Okay, welcome back. Um, appreciate, again, our sponsors. Without them, we can't, uh, we can't do what we're going to do. And also, like Claudio said, we're going to have a lot of good guests on the show coming up. And the one... The, the one recurring theme from all of these guests, you know, and, and we talked about it with um, Joe last week was, uh, you know, perseverance. These people all persevere. They all, they, these people were not born with silver spoons in their mouths. You know, they become successful at one thing, and you know what? When they're done with that, they move on to something else, and they become successful in that. It's not because they've been granted any magical gift. It's because they persevere, and we're going to talk about these kinds of lessons learned. But let's come back to our other guests today. Um, again, Salvatore, Ida, and Leandra are here. Um, you know, appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy schedule. No, I'm not rolling my eyes because I don't believe you have a busy schedule. Wait a minute. I am rolling my eyes because I believe you don't have a busy schedule. No, but let's talk a little bit more. Um, Gisele, uh, you and I, we met basically through the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. Again, thank them for their sponsorship. I do appreciate that. Um, and so we're kind of getting to know each other. And then it turned out we're also taking classes together. So we're in the same class with La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei. I, I love That's the right. name of that school, but I'm going to tell you right now, that does not roll off the tongue as easy <clears throat> as it Especially when sounds. you're doing a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to take some time to memorize that one. <laughs> I've been doing it long enough now. Um, but let's talk about these groups because there are different, um, you know, what I'll call social groups out there. Uh, but you've been involved in Calabria Club. Tell me about the club really quickly, and then tell me about why you're involved in that, and what do you think about it? Yeah, first I'll tell you about the club in general, and then I'll tell you my specific experience to it. Um, <clears throat> currently, what the Calabria Club is about is sharing cultural values, um, not just of people from Calabria and with Calabrese roots, but also the Italian-American community and Italian cultures in general. Um, we love to get together, eat food, and um, maybe play different cultural games like bocce. But our main purpose is to connect people who share similar values and try to learn and teach about those values. Um, right now, we have currently admitted about 20 to 30 new members just in the last 20, uh, in about the last two months. Wow. Um, and I personally just rejoined the group after moving back to Pittsburgh. 
But I grew up in this group, um, going to events as a young kid, probably before I could even walk. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, I had moved away for a long time, and I was chomping at the bit to get reinvolved when I moved back to Pittsburgh. Now, I want to throw something at you. There is somebody in this room who is from Calabria and is not a member of the group. Should we, I gotta, we, should we frown at him? I mean, what do we I do? Claudio, Come what on, are you man. Doing? What are you doing? I gotta, I, I'll do it. I keep saying I'm going to send the check Come and on. I'll do it. <laughs> now, now I, I want to ask you a question. Do you, do you belong to any kind of uh, what I'll call social group? Um, Italian specifically or just? Let's just say social for now. Um, at Pitt, I was pretty involved. Um, I did, let's see, I was involved with the ballet club for a little bit. That was a lot of fun. Um, I did Pitt Dance Ensemble, obviously the Pitt Band. Um, I was also in the Pitt Band Halftime Committee, um, Kappa Kappa Psi, Phi Eta Sigma. Um, you were in the Italian club too. I was going to say, that's a For that, a little bit, yeah. I was in the Italian club for a little bit. And then actually um, after COVID, I just kind of unfortunately never really got back into it. But yeah. So let me ask you, um, all these clubs you did more or less because you were at Pitt. Mm -hmm. Now you're out of Pitt. Do you feel drawn to do anything like that again? Yeah, I would definitely love to. Because um, the Calabria something. Club is hiring, by the way. <laughs> just going to throw that at you. But well, yeah. My dad and I will look in that together. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, um, I still dance at uh, Rena's dance studio right here in Moon. Um, so that's kind of like a social club still. But yeah, I definitely am drawn to um, more social clubs, especially, you know, I'd love to maybe get involved in the uh, this club with my dad. Uh, that'd be a good way for us to connect. Oh, no, because he's in the Italian, you're, you're the president of the local chapter of the Italian. Um, the, in the Italian Hall of Fame, yeah. Sports Hall of Fame, yeah. We got a fundraiser coming up here in August. August I'm a 2nd. member, by the way. August second. Yeah, uh, are you coming there. to the bank? I will be there. It's blocked on my calendar. All right, it'll be fun. I'll even uh, wear a suit. But you have to wear a suit. I know. Um, yeah, it'll it's be painful. at the uh, Lamont's restaurant August second. Uh, it's a Wednesday. It's a great event. Uh, I've been going there for years. Uh, this is my first year as president. And uh, a lot of great people have been inducted. You talk about Abruzzi, Bruno San Martino, Dan Marino. Dan Marino's father, Dan Marino Sr., started the Pittsburgh chapter years ago. Uh, Franco Harris is in it. Uh, Boom Boom Mancini, uh, John Calipari, a bunch of great names. I was voted Coach of the Year in 2016, which is probably the biggest honor I've ever received. Uh, is getting in that. So that's a big deal. I don't. Uh, I don't think my coaching, uh, my my hockey coaching record will warrant any sort of award. <laughs> but uh, I did have fun. Leander, I'm going to ask you now. Slide over here. Um, what about you? Any groups you've been involved in, or anything you're looking to be involved in? Yeah, growing up, um, when we first moved here, like I was talking about earlier, I really struggled with um, the kind of culture shock I had. Um, there was no sense of Filipino here for me. So I joined um, the Filipino Performing Arts of Greater Pittsburgh um, for a couple years. That was really awesome. They really showed me traditional values, traditional culture there. That was really awesome to do. Um, and then obviously growing up, I was involved with hockey as well. Um, as I graduated from high school, uh, I got into boxing and I had a little boxing group for a while, but then COVID happened and right now I don't really belong to anyone. I, I am open to looking to new groups. Um, I think it's Congratulations, kind of Calabria Club. You just picked <laughs> up three members today. We'll take them all. <laughs> um, I think it's really hard for young people in our society today to join new groups because we live in such an individualistic kind of world. Everybody's on their own and it's it's hard to find those groups. It's hard to say I'd, that's something I, I would like to do. 
So that's a that's a good point. So like a couple of weeks ago, there was oh, we had the um, Calabria Club had the nice picnic at Bocce. A lot of got some mm. new members there. Good event. Um, I'm gonna because you did pick up some younger folks that joined Correct. that. Now let me ask you guys, and Leander, let me ask you this. So if there was an event, let's say you didn't know anybody that was going to be there, but it was an event. It was going to be a you know it was going to be a barbecue and they have games and stuff. Would you go if you didn't know anybody there? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good place to meet new people. I'm always open to meeting new people because new people, new experiences, new opportunities. Um, so I would definitely go to something like that. I feel like the right word, the right thing to say is, yeah, I totally go by myself. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm not afraid, but yeah, that would be really overwhelming to me. Um, to go to a place where I don't really know anybody, honestly, I'd, I probably wouldn't go because I think... For me already, I'm so scared to be an outsider. I've felt like an outsider all my life. So so going to a place where I would be known as the outsider would give just, it would just give me so much anxiety. So it, it does, it makes it really hard. Maybe I'm making it hard on myself. But. You know what though? And I know exactly where you're coming from. Uh, everybody will say to me, oh, you're a people person. You feel, when you go to some, whether you speak or you do anything, there's always gonna be nerves. You know, but once you get in there, you know, and you have a great personality. People will, but like with my daughter, when she was going to join all these clubs, not that we were shocked, my wife Linda and I, but she was joining this and joining that. And it was good that she did that because then she wasn't afraid to go to the next one. Or is a, So I think it's a momentum thing. Yeah. And I think that's what, I think that was good. I think the best decision she made in high school was to join the uh, color guard and then uh, one from there. But, you know, I'm going to ask something that, kind of off of the Italian theme a little bit, all, all three of you. We'll start with you, Salvatore. And I thought about it because of what you just said. Even though I had it written down before, you talked about coming back home to Pittsburgh and, and working with your dad. How have your goals changed in the past five years? Um, my goals in the last five years, uh, that's a loaded question there. Um, yeah, I mean, in the last five years, I'm 26 years old, so going from 21 to 26, you learn a lot about yourself and what you really care about. Um, I would say some of the overarching long-term goals have remained the same, um, but to speak specifically on working with my father, actually right out of school, I decided I wasn't going to do that. I went out and I did my own thing. Um, I worked as a recruiter for a staffing agency for about six months um to be honest i hated it and <laughs> i came back to construction then but i continued working in dc for a large general contractor there so i was both proud i was proud of myself for going out there and trying something different and it made me realize what i really wanted to come back to um but i would say my time spent away from home was invaluable to just my life and development as a person. Um, because being away and being on your own, you really figure out what you care about and what you wanna spend your time and effort on. So I would say something that's changed for my goals a lot more in the last eight months has been spending time with family. Because I did have that between school and living on my own around seven years, just truly focusing on myself aside from some other organizations in that I've been involved in. But 
I really spent more time and effort about learning about my heritage, spending time with my grandparents, and learning about language and culture in general, not just Italian culture. All right. Aiden, how about you? Yeah, um, well, five years ago, I was still in high school. Um, so obviously things change a lot um, when you go through college. And I actually, I never went away to college. I still lived with my parents all through college. And I actually really enjoyed that. Um, you know, you talk about college experience, whatever. I had a great college experience with the exception of that year for COVID, but everybody kind of had a <laughs> bad year that year. Um, but yeah, five years ago, I wanted to be a math teacher. And now I have worked my way all the way, all the way to school counseling. Uh, five years ago, if you would have told me that I would be coaching at a school, um, not coaching color guard at a school, I would have been like, oh my gosh, no, no way. There's not, I'm not doing that, especially Montour. It's a great school. Um, so far, the staff there, I've loved them. They're great people, great kids I'm working with so far. Um, so that has definitely changed. Also, um, I'm a dance teacher now. I definitely would not expect myself to be a dance teacher, and I, I really love it. Again, work with great kids, great staff, great everything there. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, as far as family, um, I have always, again, we've always been pretty family oriented. I think obviously as the years go on, we get closer, we have more experiences together. Um, but yeah, my, I've always been very focused on my family and always putting them, putting them first and always putting them in my life. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew? Um, kind of in the same boat five years ago, I was in high school too, and I didn't take the traditional route. I went to get certification, so I'm a medical assistant. I went through EMT school because <clears throat> originally I wanted to go into medical, and I very, very quickly found out that the kind of life that I want to balance, I just couldn't balance with that. So I'm glad I didn't spend all the money on a degree that I was going to end up hating. Um, I'm in IT now, and... Um, no student debt, which is great. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, my goals changed a lot. I mean, I, I too also realized what was really important to me. And back then it was my friends and, and whatever we were up to. And now I, I'm very close with my dad and I'm very close with my mom, especially now after moving out of the house, getting some space. More. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate all of our um, little moments now together. So a, a lot has changed. I, I feel like I'm I'm growing into a person that I'm I'm really proud of, and I I'm uh, happy to be here. Good, good. You know, the, and that's something that we're going to talk about in our new show. Um, Ida, when did my dream hit me? I'm, I'm sorry, what, what date did my dream hit me? August 19th, 1973. 1973, okay. <laughs> How many times? Oh, <laughs> let me ask you a question. How many times has he told you that? And I'm jokingly, Claudio, but I'm not, because I'm thinking she grew up in that house and probably got that a lot. <laughs> Every yeah. interview I do, it comes up. Yeah, but you, you know, for you know what, though? But that's good, because you know why? Because it is so important to you, and if, you're, if it's not important to you, then no one else is going to care. So yeah. it's kind of like... If, What's important to me, I got to be not afraid to say yeah. it's important to me. That's so I, I, I actually applaud you for that. <laughs> no, but I, I actually do because I don't, I don't have those moments. And yeah. you know, I'll go back to he you. He has know, a lot of them, um, <laughs> yeah. which is great. Which is great. He's very good at keeping things alive. Um, he always talks about his parents a lot, um, which I obviously admire. And we named a lot. her after my mom, by the way. Because yeah, and it's always very nice to hear um, stories about his mom because obviously I was named after her. And unfortunately, I never got the chance to meet her. Um, she only unfortunately got 48 years here on this earth, um, unfortunately. And I did meet um, his dad, but I was 
two or three when he passed away. So I, yeah. yeah, so I don't have many memories of him, of them. Um, so hearing him keep those stories alive, as he says, keeps them alive. Right. Um, and he expects me, and I will, to pass them on to uh, future generations, my kids, and you know, pass them on, keep them alive. And, and my dad, as I said, adored me, but when she came along, I was pushed to the side, and it was all about her. And they had a great relationship. Claudio, who? Who's That's a Claudio? Right. Get out of the uh, way. <laughs> yeah, and and he uh, he he just flipped over her. But you know what? What you said about changing, you know, what you wanted to do, Leandra. I, I wanted to play, okay. And I was a very good player, but I had three tryouts. Two of them, I was injured. The third one, I bombed. I just totally bombed. But that'll be for enough. That's that'll be for our show. And but thankfully, I slipped into coaching. Uh, when I was 18, and, and thank God things went the way they did, uh, both in, in coaching and uh, professional scouting. But I don't think I would have been happy coaching on a major league level, which I know for an absolute fact that I could, that talent-wise and ability-wise, zero question that I could have. But would I have, would I, would I have been happy doing that life or playing that life? I remember one time Clint Hurdle, a former manager of the Pirates, who's a great guy, um, the season was just over in October uh, a, few, a few years ago, and he was at this golf event. So I said, now you can stay home and be with your family. He says, no, i got to go to Florida for instructional league in a, couple, in, in a couple days. So it's not just during the baseball season, and I hate being away from my family. So I say, and again, we'll use this on our show a lot, but um, I want my cake and eat it too. I want to coach. I'm coaching in college, at CMU. I want to scout. I want to be in professional baseball, which is was the goal from when I was eight. I'm working with the Global Scouting Bureau for 22 years as a general manager and scout. And I want to know my wife and daughter. You know, I've never missed an event of hers. One time I had a speaking engagement on a boat, but I did. I didn't see the game, but I saw her pregame concert. So technically, <laughs> I never missed any of her events. And, and there's so. And now she's done with that. Those events. So I'm glad that I did it. But I made that pivot. I made that adjustment. And so I know what you're saying. You know, if you'd have stayed in that path, Andrew, you wouldn't have. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I totally agree. I mean, <laughs> I I love my parents, but my mom being an immigrant here and my dad they, they both were working so much working to make ends meet um so and and no 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 offense to you but i <laughs> i definitely want to be more present with uh, with my family not that you know he wasn't there he coached me and there yeah, were you do what you have time, to do sure I definitely want to integrate a lot more culture. I, as I get older, I'm I'm learning like what Sunday's dinner Sunday dinners were. We didn't have that growing up because it was such a mix. We just had Filipino whatever and Italian this. So as I get older and learn, I want to be able to take the time and teach my kids that and teach, you know, and and bring that on for generations to come. So when you said that, I thought about Mario Andretti when he said that his kids, his daughter Barbie always reminds him, "Hey, you missed my graduation." But he had to race. You know, he had to work. As he said, he had to go make the bread. And, you know, it, it is a sacrifice, and it is hard to have your cake you needed to. I've been fortunate, um, but it's it's definitely hard. It's definitely hard. Ever since they raised the insurance on Ferraris, it's like, man, i got to do two jobs. This is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, no, I wanted, I wanted to pivot into something, though, that you kind of just said there. And, I, and again, we'll, we're going to go in order, ragazzi. We will go in order. But let's talk about that kind of future piece. Now, you guys have memories, some memories of whatever. I guess yours is more probably more Filipino than Italian. Um, obviously, I know you're probably more Italian. You're probably more Italian memories. Um, so let's talk about that, though. What, what 
are one or two of those things that are so important to you that you think, no, I'm going to take this. And if I have a family, I'm going to pass that down. What, what are some things? So let's start with you. I think this is a very typical answer of Italian Americans, um, not just in Pittsburgh, but in these states would be the getting together on Sundays and sharing food and good conversation with family. That's but it's actually more rare now. So believe it or not, that's actually important because a lot of people don't, people don't cook anymore. You don't believe that's me, go true, to a restaurant, yeah. nobody's home. <laughs> yeah, so and you're, on you're that same wrong. note, right. you're, you're right because um, among my friends, my friends groups, none of them got together. Not that they were all Italian American, but that was something that was unique to our family um, amongst our circles. And I know a lot of our friends and family friends admired that about us getting together every Sunday. So that's definitely something that I had growing up that I will pass along to my, my future family. I and again. Yeah, uh, kind of the same thing. I really enjoy our Sunday dinners just because, you know, it's a time for us to all to get together because we're very busy. Um, my mom's a teacher. She just graduated with her master's from Duquesne. Um, she's a reading specialist now. My dad always doing 58 million things. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing with me. So Sunday's a really good day for us to kind of just get together, talk about our weeks, um, how it went, you know, what's going on. Um, and I also want to uh, pass down our sense of family as well um, because we're very close. We don't make a decision without talking to each other first, even if it's, you know, hey, I'm going upstairs. Okay, everybody know we're going upstairs. Um, <laughs> Claudio goes into some tool. Let me tell you something. If somebody gets upstairs by themselves, you know they didn't help out or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Very good. Right, but um, yeah, just really um, being there for each other, with each other, just, again, building that strong sense of family because I feel like that's also rare too now. It is. I'm telling you, they've they, we, the society is destroying the family and we're focused on just buying stuff and we are always out doing. And I heard a great phrase a long time ago. It said, hell is getting anything you want anytime you want it. And it's funny because you ever, you know, we're probably one of the few cultures we can decide what we want to eat and when we want to eat. I mean, if you really think about that, I mean, there was a time, I mean, and it ain't too far in the past where people, you know, even even your, maybe the great grandparents are still alive, remember things like the depression, even World War II, you know, when you're on ration cards, you don't just eat anything you want anytime you want to eat it. But now we're so spoiled that we don't know how to stop, take a day off, everyone get together, let's grab around the table and just breathe. My daughter will tell you about it. I don't know how to relax. Leander, what's something you're going to take? Hopefully, hopefully I taught you something good. Um, I think something that you and Mom both taught me was just <laughs> taking, taking the time to uh, enjoy, enjoy each other's time. I think Mom taught me a lot of cooking. That's something that I definitely want to um, take down to my kids. Uh, I think the Italian culture, all of what I know now is because of you. I mean, without all the research and hard work and connecting all the dots, I wouldn't have any of my Italian side. I would just focus on being just Filipino. So a lot of that would be taken down to um, my kids as well. I think that's really important. And I want to make my own kind of Sunday dinner where it's, it incorporates both my cultures because now at 22, both are so important and so prevalent in my life. So some kind of combination, some uniqueness to you know, whatever my kids will have. Now, final two-part question. Now, we, we talk about dads, and our moms are extremely important, too. I know, Linda, Ida could never have asked for a better mom in her, for sure. I know I couldn't have asked for a better mom than the mom that I had, for sure. But since yesterday was Father's Day, 
Two-part question, one about the dads, one about yourselves. Number one, what do you most admire about your dads? And either you better say something good about me. Oh, boy. And then <laughs> finally, what are your goals in life? Well, Salvatore, we'll start with you. Most admire about your dad, and what are your goals? What I most <clears throat> admire about my father, uh, I mentioned the thing about work ethic. Um, but I think aside from that and in, in seeing how hard he put in an effort for us growing up, I would say his honesty um, and his intelligence. He didn't go to school. Uh, he went right to work, started a company. But his honesty, I would say, he's always straight up, tells you what you think. You may not want to hear it, but it's usually what you need to hear. And then goals. Um, I have a lot of different goals. Uh, we've been talking about family a lot. So I'll probably I'll mention one of my familial goals. And um, I have a huge desire and dream to be able to raise kids who are learning Italian. I really want my kids to speak at least one, two, three languages. Uh, that would be amazing. I love language. Um, I'm speaking three now, Spanish, Italian, and English. Not fluent in Italian yet, but I'm getting there. So I think it's such an important thing to be able to connect with people in those countries. Um, you can never connect with someone as you can in their native tongue. So. Um, I think that's really important, and I would love to raise children that speak more than English. You know, real quick, my aunt always says that if my parents didn't teach me, teach me Italian from day one, her phrase is, she would have lost me because I wouldn't be able to communicate with her. So fortunate I did. Ida? Yeah, okay. Um, so as I said, I just graduated from the University of Pittsburgh, and I still lived at home. Um, so my dad would take me up to Pitt every day, uh, thankfully. Um, so I was very thankful for that. But every car ride there were always lessons to be learned and he's always teaching me something you know even if I'm tired and it's very early in the morning he's always trying to teach me something which I always admire because you know a lot of parents I feel like maybe aren't parenting or aren't teaching anymore so I always appreciate that he wants me to do better and he wants me to you know be the best I can be and he's always very honest with me and sometimes I will say things like oh I just saw this you know, on social media, then he'll always give me a quote. You know, no one has worn the shirt of content. Um, <laughs> he always gives me a quote. Every day there's a new quote. Um, so just, yeah, just really teaching me everything and just kind of um, showing me how to navigate life and how to be successful in life. And he wants me to be successful, and he pushes me very hard. Um, and I know, and he, he's tough on me, but it's a good tough, you know, it's because he knows, he knows what I can do, he knows what I can be. Um, I also admire the love he shows my mother and I because um, I think a lot of times if you don't get that love at home, you're going to go looking for it somewhere else and maybe not the best way. And he's fortunately given me a lot of love in my life and shown me a lot of love and shown me how to love. Um, so I will always admire that. Um, and future goals, um, well, I would like to have a family. This is way in the future, but I'd like to have a family. <laughs> I'm only 22. I'm only 22. I'm not rushing anything right now. Um, yeah, future goals. Again, I'd like to have a family. Um, I would like to hopefully be a school counselor. Um, and I'd love to keep coaching color guard as long as I can, teaching dance, working multiple jobs because another quote, can't put all my eggs in one basket. <laughs> but yeah. I think something I really admire about my dad is that um, 
he kind of started with nothing. I mean, he went into the military, and I'll never forget this story. The drill sergeant was coming down, you know, inspecting all their stuff, and he pulled a toothbrush out of his pocket. I mean, he really started from zero and created this beautiful life for me, my brothers, and my mom. I mean, it inspires me to really persevere. And on and another thing that I really admire about him is his ability to self-reflect. I feel like a lot of people lack the ability to to turn inwards and say, you know, maybe I should have gone up, you know, about this a different way or, you know, just take a couple extra seconds to think right. about the people around you. And that's something my dad definitely always does. Um, so he's my hero. My dad's that's my hero. Nice. He'll always be my hero. Um, but uh, and as for goals, um, even just this podcast right now or radio show, I'm sorry, guys. That's yeah, both. Um, both, yeah. There you On go. Italian Impact <laughs> Weekly, it's a podcast. Um, this is kind of igniting it again for me, that that love for culture and and – getting to know who I am it's 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 a little difficult being in America and being Filipino and being Italian there's three to pull from so this is this is good to help me ignite the flame again Steve well my goal <laughs> is to get a lot of sponsorship and <laughs> That's right. uh, you know, but no, but again, we want to thank you guys for being here, actually. And believe it or not, we're out of time. So we want to thank you again for listening. We want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. And for the folks that are actually listening all over the world on khbradio.com, want to thank you as well. And if you didn't catch us live, you're probably out on italianimpactweekly.com. Keep coming and checking out there. Thank you very much for joining us. And if you ever have any questions, please send them at questions at italianimpactweekly.com. Claudio, as always, the last word, sir. All right. Thank you all to all the listeners. We really appreciate you. Thank you to the sponsors. And as always, always thank you linda who's in the studio my daughter ida and of course my mom ida and my dad olindo 